0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Under the 3 week mark until the start of the NBA season, it's Wednesday, September the 29th. 20 Days away from that first ball game. A little orange ball floats up in the sky, and we start staring at our rosters every second for almost sixth, six straight months. Our families will hate us. Our pocketbooks will hopefully enjoy us. And I don't know what you guys do. I have I have, I have sort of like a fantasy fund. That gets siphoned off to the side so that if I want to go do something silly, like buy a children's video game for quote-unquote my kid to play, but of course, you know, I'm going to play it, I can do that. That's the way it works, man. That's found money. So let's keep finding money. Welcome to the show, everyone. Happy Wednesday. This is Fantasy NBA Today, a hoop ball presentation. I'm your host, Dan Bespris. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Bespers. I would certainly ask that you would if you're relatively new to the proceedings. I'm going to be doing a lot on Twitter this year. It was sort of a I don't want to call it a resolution, that's that's kind of a kind of a trivial resolution to have, do more on Twitter. But it's really it's about making sure that I'm kind of still doing what I did to get to this point. It's easy to sit back and relax and just do your pod, and take care of your business, but I want to make sure that we're out there. So more questions, more tweet storms, more thoughts in the free space along with this podcast. They'll kind of run in conjunction again. That's Dan Bespris on Twitter or just search for Dan from Hoopball on whatever search engine and the uh, Twitter feed will generally pop up there. It's D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Hoopball, which you need to be following their Twitter feed, is at Ball Fantasy. Go check that out immediately. And the most important promo we're going to do on this show for at least 10 days. The Brewski 150. It is out. It is available to HoopBall360 subscribers today. How exciting is that? I got an opportunity to check it out. Got my heart all aflutter. You can go to hoop get the HoopBall360 plan. It is the only place to get Brewski 150 access right now. It also includes the full season of Fantasy uh, subscription, the full season of DFS, and a full season of our Wager Pass. So if you get that, you should definitely get involved over on the sports betting side. Again, I know you guys want me to dive in fast, but come on, Brewski 150 release date? That's gotta be a first-part promo on the show. Come on! You know it. hoop HoopBall360, Brewski 150. Go read it now. Said it before, I'll say it again. I love this damn time of year. This is where we get to actually talk to other living human beings on the podcast and get real legitimate thoughts that are not just me talking to myself uh, and going slightly insane it's also the time of year where we break down the mock draft, the uh, Dan's Annual 9-Cat Roto Mock, and I'm really, really excited. I don't remember if we did this last year or the year before. I think we might have missed last year because, you know, like there was an eight-second offseason. But welcome back to the show, Matt Straub. How you been,
1: man? Hey, good. Yeah, good. I was just thinking to myself, did we do this last year? And it's a little scary that neither of us knows, but let's just say we didn't so that so we have some sense <laughs> yeah, we, of confidence there. We, we did not.
0: We agree in our confusion. I like I mean, I don't know. I don't remember much of anything the last eighteen, nineteen months, do you?
1: No. No, no I, I was gonna expand that. I thought you were, I I'm gonna say eight to nine years, I think. Well, how old me. are your kids? Yeah, eight in my oldest. Yeah. That's <laughs> gonna say. That's the
0: moment. <laughs> yeah, my oldest is almost five, so I don't remember anything for five. You've got yeah, me beat nothing. there by nothing, nothing, nothing. It's just maybe, maybe,
1: yeah, twelve to eighteen hours ago. I might, I might be useful. People ask me what I did over the weekend on Monday. I'm like, yeah, I, I do not know, and I, I will, it will not come to me.
0: No, so, <laughs> there's no point in here. stopping to think about it because it's not coming back. Exactly. And Matt is, and I'm gonna get this right. I slowed down to make sure I didn't call it by the old name is with NBC Sports Edge. See how I did that? Well done. Thank you. Yeah, well you. done. Thank you. Um, that That is... I, I didn't screw it up this time, but I, at some point in the middle of the show, I'm going to, like, re-promo it, and that's probably when I'm going to screw it up, when I'm <laughs> thinking about something else, and I got the next thing on the docket. Those of, I can do this, right? Those of you listening to the show, you likely know it, as for a long time Roto world and of course, NBC Sports Edge. Now, Matt, you've been there for... Crap! I've been. I think I was reading your stuff long before I even got into this thing. So this is really fun for me. And I like two years ago we did a hit where we agreed on everything, and I made a pact with myself this year that I was going to pick one player on each analyst's team, and I was going to grill them. Like, I, and okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm serious. Maybe I'm not. I'm just a little more devil's advocate. Uh, so what we're going to do now on today's show? We're going to go through Matt's team from the Nine Cat Roto Mock. Uh, you can give us some thoughts on individual players. We'll probably focus uh, more on some than others. Some are sort of like the, oh yeah, that one makes a lot of sense. Let's keep going type of play. And then at the end, that's when I'll bug you for some of your favorite late targets. If there weren't guys that you already put on your on your team. You ready to rock? I'm ready. Yeah, I know you are. You're, you're a seasoned podcaster. Listen to the sound of him, man. It sounds like he's sitting right next to me, but I assure you, he's not. And if he was... I'd be very uncomfortable because I haven't been I'm near actually, any.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in your house, Dan. I've been meaning to reveal this to you. That's I'm in fine. Your house right now. As,
0: as long as you're like two rooms over, which is yeah, good. Yeah, is yeah, that- yeah. Okay.
1: I'm in that front sitting room. Okay. That's perfect. One. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. the whole house, <laughs> the whole apartment. <laughs> My whole apartment is just one large sitting room at this point. Are you in the, the kids' room? Because that'd be a little weird. Oh, this, no, this doesn't look like a
1: kid's room. Um, <laughs> It's mostly like older books and stuff. Mm. And like, a, there's a globe in here. Like, it's <laughs> a very like ornate, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, sophisticated-looking kind of parlor type.
0: Okay, room. you might be in the neighbor's uh, house instead oh, of my. Okay. Yeah, okay. You can, it look, look right. for like. Uh, Look for PJ Mask paraphernalia just, like, scattered all over the floor, and then you'll know. Then you'll know you're in the right spot. All
1: right, I'll let you know when I find it.
0: Uh, So Matt had the first or the uh, eighth overall pick in the first round, I should say, and you ended up with Giannis at eight, which was interesting. I'm not a massive Giannis fan in 9-cat roto. I also don't know that I've seen him fall to eight in any other draft I've done. So Mm -hmm. uh, talk me through this one. I feel like this is probably a spot where you were like, I'm not ready for this dude to be here. Should I continue to let him go or should I take him here I
1: you ended up at taking but
0: yeah go ahead sorry
1: yeah very very accurate Uh, I think the both of things you said both things you said are things that I agree with like I'm not going to every draft thinking man if I can just engineer a way to get Giannis on my team I'll be happy but I also if I'm sitting there at eight and he's there I think I'm going to take him now I will say the roto factor Yeah, like if we were playing this league out, that would probably haunt me, the free throw percentage. And I did draft kind of a number of questionable free throw shooters on this roster, as we'll find out. But I mean, I don't know, at some point, like, I guess I could have double checking, like, was Bradley Beal still there? I probably could have taken Beal, like, or Tatum. I think I just talked myself into Giannis because of just... You know, the advantage in multiple categories, you know, all the rebounds, the steals, the blocks, the assists, like we know what Giannis does, right? He's 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 awesome. Other than the free throw percentage, what's not to like in a roto league? That's a little bit of an issue if you're kind of pseudo punting free throws. But otherwise, you got to love med eight. And in a head to head league, you 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 would have to love getting med eight, I think.
0: Yeah. And head to head, you can build you can create that build. In a way, like, you never, at eight, you're not expecting to get a guy where you can lean into that kind of build in head-to-head. Uh In Roto, I do think if you play it right, you can punt one category in Roto in a way where in head-to-head mm-hmm. you can kind of, like, punt a position more. Uh In Roto, mm-hmm. you can't really get away with, you know, two or three categories, but luckily, Giannis is awesome at basically everything else, minus three-pointers, so you can kind of get away with it. And like you said, there are a couple other questionable free throw shooters here that we can talk about how that kind of rolls into the overall build. I, I really like, by the way, that was probably me. That was probably the extent of what a Dan Vesper's grill session is like. So oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I know it's okay. I'm, I'm no Jim stressful. Gray over here. Uh, <laughs> your second round pick at 17 was Vooch, who yes. I think is taking a lot of heat this year, but. Uh, I think it's worth pointing out to folks, and and I've probably, I may might have said on this show that he's going to take a little bit of a hit this season, he's not going to be what he was in Orlando when he was sort of unchallenged as that main guy, but it's also worth noting that he was number four by totals last year in nine category leagues, so even a drop-off, there's still a pretty good amount of wiggle room, and when you look at what you got out of your first round pick, you now have a team that's extraordinarily well-rounded with maybe the exception of three pointers, but even Vuce hits what one in change of those. Uh, I like him mid to late
1: second round. This one makes a lot of sense to me. Am I missing anything there? You're not. And if you listen to my podcast round ball, Stew, uh, just if you like combed through it at, you know, two and a half times speed, you would hear the name Vucevic a lot. I am, Absolutely fascinated with this guy in fantasy. I feel like he is almost every year there's some reason that he gets dinged in terms of where he goes in the draft, right? I mean, this year I sense that he's actually going a little higher than in recent years. I would have to double check that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny, though, because I do think that at the same time, there's a sense of, oh, well, Chicago has added these guys. They've got DeRozan now. You know, they've got Lonzo Ball. They've got Levine. Vooch is going to, you know take a hit it's gonna be different than it was in Orlando maybe maybe it will but I still think he's close to a at worst like a 20 and 10 guy with who's going to get assists I mean that's they're going to run offense through him right he gets you know nearly a steal and block per game he hits threes good percentages low turnovers I mean what is not to love especially in a roto league and head-to-head league frankly about this guy I'll take him the second round of any league roto head-to-head Please give me all the Vooch on all my rosters and I'll be a happy person.
0: Yeah, it's funny too. I, you know, that, that, that same idea you were talking about there, where even if there is an ever so slight downturn for him, it almost, it almost doesn't matter. Uh, but you're also right that for whatever reason, this was the year that he did start to go a little earlier. Last season he was right. going like near 30 when he was basically unchallenged for a lead dog role in Orlando and he just smoked that both on a per game and then even more so by totals because he was frightfully durable last season. I get the feeling that, you know, Chicago's a team that feels like they need to prove something this year. So this feels like the kind of season where a lot of those guys are going to play through little nagging wrist injuries or nagging ankle injuries or whatever it is because they want to win some games. They want to actually make the playoffs for the first time in, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's probably more recent than it feels like for, for, for Bulls folks. Uh, but I, you know, other than catastrophic injury, which you sort of can't really handicap for, it feels like the story for the bulls is that those guys are going to probably try to play as many games as possible this year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 2016, 17 was the last. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So that's a decent amount of time back. It, oh, I again, we've talked about we can't remember 12 to 18 hours ago. I think what an eternity five years is. <laughs> I think you know? I do a better
0: job of remembering 2017 than 12 <laughs> to 18 hours ago, though.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair point. But I mean, sure. And, and I mean, I don't know. Like, are we that worried about... DeRozan and Lonzo Ball crushing Vuce's value. I mean, DeRozan was a facilitator last year as much as he was a scorer in San Antonio. You know, I mean, seven assists per game in San Antonio last year. Lonzo Ball is a is a great passer. So, I don't know. Are we, are we that worried? Again, if the guy drops like 19 and 11 versus like 22 and 11 or whatever it was, I'm not, you know, I'm not that upset about it. I'll yeah, be, it's not we'll, impacting. Okay.
0: It's not impacting the other stuff either. Like you said, the rebounds, that's, where they are you know there's there's not like there's another big man coming to get the boards in chicago right uh patrick williams isn't he the starting power
1: forward out there most likely i think he's i think he's uh got a injury right yeah patrick williams is now is now hurt yeah but he's uh
0: so i mean assuming that you know when they get their bodies back that's not about to cut into it like you said the assists they're probably not going very far so yeah even if there is a small thing uh, he had more than enough wiggle room against that last season with those ridiculously gaudy finishes. Your third round pick is one of the free throw guys you were talking about. Christian Wood at 32. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, his last season, he's one that I really legitimately can't figure out. Uh, Cause last season, I know there was the ankle thing, but an ankle injury coming back from that, it shouldn't ruin your free throw stroke completely, but he became basically a punt free throw guy after the injury which Christian Wood do we get this year? If you, if you didn't have Giannis, is this someone you would have let go a little farther? How did you end up settling on Wood at 32?
1: This was a little bit, as you said, at 32. I'm just looking at how the draft played out. I would have absolutely loved to have gotten LaMelo Ball, for example. My colleague, Dr. A from NBC Sports Edge took him 27th. I I vehemently dislike him for that, and <laughs> well, I found he was my... Doc was going team fun at this point, by the way. So he yeah. wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, partially, you know, he loves Christian Wood. So partially, I was like, all right, that's how it's going to be. I'm going to take <laughs> Christian Wood. Now, with that said, I'm also around that time the three guys that go after directly after I take him are all guys I I thought long and hard about Chris Paul. LeBron James, Drew Holiday. I'm thinking about all three of those guys, all three 30 somethings, you know, all with question marks, right? Drew Holiday coming off the NBA Finals, run the Olympics. LeBron missed a bunch of games. Chris Paul, I think, had wrist surgery. Yeah, but did. Whatever. Deep playoff run plus wrist surgery plus age 36. So to me, it's just like, what am, I, what am I doing here? Let me just take the fun, the super fun, dynamic big guy who, aside from free throws, again, it's another like what's not to love situation here, you know I mean he's almost got Vuce's stat line minus the assists and minus the free throw shooting so it's just it's just a lot of fun if he can stay healthy the ankle was a big issue though so I don't know we'll end up with Christian Wood in a lot of leagues I think I could if I'm in that early 30s spot and you know I'm I'm looking at like a 36 year old or him I think I'm taking Christian Wood
0: if you had taken Cat, if he had fallen to you in the first round, and you had ended up with Cat, Vooch, and Wood, that really, to me, is like the weird evolution progression of three players. Where it's like <laughs> Vooch is the poor man's Cat, and Wood is the poor man's Vooch, and you built them all. Interesting. Not quite. Not not quite. Cat was off by one in the first round. Uh, Matt Smith got him right before you. Yeah, I mean, I you know on the Wood side, I, I can't. I have I have almost no opinion on him, and so I'm, that makes me a little bit afraid. If his free throw stroke comes back, he was incredible early last season. I think he was top 25 before the ankle thing, and then he was, mm-hmm. like, borderline unusable when he came back. So it's a very weird, and that widespread just made me so nervous. Um, but, yeah, right. I mean, to your point, like, Chris Paul, that was me after you. I had no intention of drafting Chris Paul in this mock And then he just kept falling and falling and falling. And it was sort of that same moment you had with Giannis where I was like, well, um, I've had him the last two years, and he's been basically my favorite pick the last two years. I thought he would go eight to ten slots earlier this season, and he just hasn't been. And then I ended up with him again. Uh, Coming back in the fourth, you got Clint Capella. Dude, you have the biggest team on planet Earth at this point. Although I have to say I love Capella at 41. If he stays mostly healthy, he just obliterates this
1: number. 41 is where I was getting Capella in a number of leagues last year. I am a an uh, extremely passionate, loyal Hawks fan, so th- that bakes into it. But, I mean, yeah, again, I, I do have some free throw, <laughs> some well-documented <laughs> free throw issues by this point in a roto league, right? I've got Giannis, Christian Wood, and Clint Capella with three of my first four picks. Vooch is however many <laughs> free throws per game. Uh, two attempts per game at eighty four percent is not going to save this squad at this point, right? <laughs> so, I'm I'm borderline punting free throw percentage in this fictional roto league, but man, I just I just actually hit the punt. If you ever uh, mess around on Basketball Monster with their player rankings and you know just punt the free throws, Capella on a per game basis was the number four player last year. If you punt free throws, yep, um, he's he's good. It turns out he's useful. Fifteen points, fourteen rebounds, two blocks. I mean, he was great. He was great last year. Uh,
0: twenty three, I think, on a per game basis. I mean, like, yeah. And and he was going in the sixty range last season. I and and again, this is like, it seems like the universe just sort of split the difference. People are like, well, he's probably not going to get all the way where he was, so let's just draft him exactly halfway in between where he was drafted last year and uh, where he ended up last year. And
1: 3 I... years in a row, I can't figure this out with with certain players. It's a mystery to me why they perennially go later than they should. And Capella is another another guy who that seems to happen. It's 3 years in a row in the top 25 for him of nine category leagues. And I you can almost always get him outside the top 25. Yeah. Every time? You're right. Uh, well at this point you leaned into it by the way a
0: little bit your uh fifth rounder you decided to now finally get a guard and actually his free- throw stroke got better so that's not fair he, lonzo shot the ball much better at the foul line last year but you never know it could it could disappear again um and so it, it makes a lot of sense really this is where he's generally going this feels like uh, a relatively safe pick in the fifth round i you know i don't i don't have any brilliant analysis on it it just seems like you really did need to get a guard and you got one that fit your build here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, I like to try to keep it when, when, when I can, you know, try to keep it spicy, you know, like take someone who I don't want to take we'll we'll get to lack of upside in a minute with one of my picks, but generally speaking, I want to take someone, I want to take guys who, I mean, I guess Vooch we've already seen his ceiling, right? So I'm not totally holding true to that, but like Lonzo is a great combination of floor and ceiling. I think is what I'm trying to say where, we may not have seen his best season yet. He's still extremely young in his early 20s. His percentage has improved last year. I think a career high, possibly a career high in field goal percentage and free throw percentage. Yeah, I believe so, Dan. yeah. And three-pointers made, I think. He made over three per game. Now, you know, there were some injury issues. He got off to a really slow start under uh, Stan Van Gundy, who used to coach that team. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> um, but I after... think that was during
0: this year where, no, I don't remember that. It... That's gone. That's been that's early
1: on in this early on in the season. There was this weird phenomenon where Lonzo Ball was playing off the ball. It it was like bring the ball up and pass to someone else. Pass to Ingram. Ingram goes. Ingram plays ISO ball. Lonzo goes to the corner and might jack up a three, but he's just not as involved as he should be. That that shifted a bit during the season, and Lonzo you know kind of took off. But I think that put a dent in his numbers overall. I just think a fifth round pick if I can get Lonzo anywhere inside the top 60 I'm just really happy about it this this will be a this was not like a oh man I need a point guard Uh, I guess I'll take Lonzo this was like nice I need a point guard Lonzo's there I'm very excited to take him
0: that sounds good yeah I I you know of all the guys that are headed to Chicago too it feels like his game can translate perhaps the easiest if there's any kind of adjustment period necessary Uh, Your next one, sixth round pick, was at 65? That's Terry Rozier. He's been going Mm -hmm. later in drafts this year than I would have expected after just dominating fantasy last season. I know that there was this whole, like, can the field goal percent stay where it was? Charlotte has added some people, but he was, by totals, number 17 last year. Uh, He's a guy, just from my perspective, I never really target him going into drafts, but he keeps Mm -hmm. ending up late enough where I'm like, well, I kind of have to at this point because even in almost like a worst case scenario he probably beats these marks so i like this one here i like Rosier for you uh what was the thought process behind pick number six
1: i mean it's kind of a, a case where well last year i don't know if you remember this but rozier was going like i i got him around like 120 and oh yeah so I mean, he was just a totally forgotten guy i guess because lamella was arriving et cetera, and i And he was, as you said, so top 17th in terms of totals, top 40 in terms of averages. I would not take him there, right? Because I do think, I guess we have maybe some questions about this Charlotte rotation, possibly, just being a little more crowded. I mean, they added James Booknight in the lottery. Uh, They added Kelly Oubre. It's a little more crowded than it was. Gordon Hayward, healthy at the start of the year. I still think, though, they're paying Rozier like a focal point. And so... If you can get this guy in the middle of your draft, and his ADP on Yahoo is right around where I took him, sixty-six, it just—it's another case where okay, so last year he averaged around twenty points, four boards, four dimes, three-point-two threes. He can take a little hit, and you're still all right, right? If he drops yep. to eighteen points per game, and he's still getting you those boards and assists and threes, or something similar, you're okay. You took him sixty-fifth. You know, you've still got a, a real solid mid-round guy who has some floor, has some ceiling. I just. I like it. It's kind of the maybe this is just me like being an old man, but I like the combo of like floor and ceiling with like Lonzo Ball and Terry Rozier. No, I you, listen. You're preaching to the choir on old man squad stuff. You know
0: that's that's <laughs> that's sort of my wheelhouse as I suck on this Werther's original mid podcast. Uh, Mike Conley, I pick eighty. I feel like this is the oh, one boy. you were referring to when you said you had abandoned upside later in the draft. But at the same yes. time, like, I don't think this is as bad as you might feel like it is. You know, he was, he was in the 50s on a per-game basis, and this is a games-capped Roto League you know, fictional right. thing. So if you get 60 out of 82 games out of him here, it's not a total mess.
1: No, and I mean, at some point, like the discount on these old point guards becomes too much to ignore. I mean, I think it's true with Chris Paul, right? I mean, th- I, I do think 33, where you got him, is probably going to prove to be an excellent pick, most likely, unless the wheels just totally fall off in terms right. of injury. That's a smash. That's a home run pick. Conley does not have that same upside anymore, I don't think. But as you said, he was in the 50s. I got him at 80 just because he's old basically and people have fresh (laughs) memories of him having like a few injuries here and there I get that it's the same thing with Kyle Lowry I will draft these guys if they fall enough I won't feel awesome about it but I will do it (laughs) I think I only want one of them though I think I only want one per team
0: yeah well you know you can only weather so much in a head to head league you basically can't even look at these guys because of missed ball games but that uh, one of the things I love about a games cap roto format is you can you can gather up beating up old dudes in the 7th, 6th, 7th, 8th rounds, and it's actually really good for your basketball team. I don't know what we need to say about your 8th pick. I almost feel like we should probably just jump over it until we actually get more information on right. the Wiggins' uh, can-he-play-home-game status, because I think right. we had this before that news came out, I think. But I don't
1: I, remember. Let's say, we, let's say we did. Yeah. Let's say we did. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, it this pick was not made thinking wow he might miss their home games this year this was made I think hypothetically all we can say is if someone's listening to this you know a week from now or whatever uh, or you know early October whenever you're listening, if you've gotten word that Andrew Wiggins is going to be able to play in Warriors home games, I think he's a potential value in fantasy drafts um, who and I don't I don't know that he was particularly falling because of that situation or because like Clay Thompson is going to be back and we're worried about his usage etc but this is a guy who again notice the theme here aside from free throw percentage was quite good across the board last year for the Warriors and just look at their depth chart even with Clay Thompson back there's an opportunity there so I think if Wiggins gets the clearance to play in home games I don't mind him around pick 90 if he's sitting there
0: yeah and we you know again we do have to wait on that big piece of information but I am inclined to agree with you on the if he does end up getting to play in, you know, a maximum of 82 games instead of 41 this year. For sure, right. cuz Clay's not coming back until at least late December, now they're talking maybe early January, and then how long does it take him to get back to his normal level of play after that? So, you might get a full half season where Wiggins is the clear-cut only other <laughs> offensive option on right. that team besides Steph Curry who, you know, even if Steph took 30 shots a game, Wiggins is probably going to have to take 18 to 20 in that scenario. Uh, But yeah, we do need a little more info. And
1: and he's become a more reliable um, shot blocker and, you know, defensive stats guy close to one and one during his time with the Warriors. By the way, I do love that we put the caveat on it. If we get word that he's not going to miss 41 games, this is <laughs> this is a, a big... solid yeah. solid consideration. That, that like... small that
0: small piece of information is yeah. hanging yeah. in the balance. Well, at least he's not alone. We're waiting on that info on a couple of guys right now. And I don't know. I mean, I guess if you had your draft right now, he's a do not draft player, right?
1: I, I agree with that. I yeah. would agree with that. Yes.
0: It's just too yes. much of a risk to take. And there are still some pretty interesting guys on the board in uh, the late 80s, early 90s. Uh Jalen Suggs at 104. Everybody that listens to this show knows I don't even know who rookies are. So tell me about this one.
1: Well, he's just a guy who I was really impressed by at Gonzaga. I assumed all along he was gonna to go to the Raptors. I really liked that spot for him with Kyle Lowry leaving Toronto. Now he is in Orlando and uh it's a little more confusing there because you know you've got Cole Anthony, you've got RJ Hampton. You've got uh, you've got a bevy of young guys in kind of the one through three spots. So I'm now saying the reasons not to take Jalen Suggs. <laughs> I think very convincing. I, I think most of my picks from this draft, as I look back on it, are ones that I would make again. I, I think I kind of go, go both ways on Jalen Suggs. I do think because he was a number one, number five pick in for Orlando, I think he's going to have a pretty significant opportunity. I would guess right away. I think he's got a fairly well-rounded game where you know he's a guy who can get you some dimes, some boards, some steals, some threes. Um he's he's a very much like you watch him play with Gonzaga like he's an impressive player. You know, he's got size, you know, guy who can kind of do a little bit of everything. So I don't know. I mean, probably this is not every time I'm sitting at 104 am I going to take Jalen Suggs. Probably not. But I did in this case. Uh it's the only rookie Is this the only rookie I drafted? I don't know. Yeah. This is this is honestly like of all my picks. This is probably this and the Wiggins one are probably the ones I'm I'm the least bullish on. I'm not going to sit here and try to like talk you adamantly into taking Jalen Suggs at 104. I think his Yahoo ADP is around 110. That you know, I don't know that you're missing out on an absolute party if you don't take him. But I do think if you're lost, there are much worse guys to take after 100. All right, that.
0: tell me about your last three parties here, since uh, it feels like you're more <laughs> bullish on these guys. And I actually, I actually know who these players are, which is nice because you know, not well, non- yeah, rookies, uh, yeah. <laughs> but second year well, guys. It's like guys, you know, yeah. Well, second year <laughs> guys are mixed in there. I got to learn them by the the second go go-around. Sure. Uh, I actually have. I have Chumo Kiki on a on a keeper team, so I'm okay. I'm sort of with you on that one, and he feels like a pretty big part of what Orlando wants to do. And I love the way he looked before. I believe he twisted an ankle and missed the last like ten days of uh, of last season. And I wonder if folks forgot because of like kind of mm-hmm. forgot about him because of that, because he looked really good for about it wasn't long. It's was like a week, maybe two weeks, right before yeah. that. So it wasn't like a massive sample size, but it was this kind of. Here, you go get it. And he had these ferocious dunks, and he was stretching the floor, and his steals were outstanding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, I I sort of did this out of order, but the three names after Suggs were Malik Beasley, Isaac Okoro, and Chumo Kiki. And I'm clumping them together because they're kind of this post-100, like, you go get your guy section of the draft. You're not really worried Mm -hmm. about the order you're taking them so much anymore. Yeah, you can think like, well, do I think any of these guys get back to me? But you really just want to go and snatch the one that you want the most and then the next time around you snatch the one you want the second most and so on and so forth uh so talk to me about malik beasley isaac okoro and chuma okiki yes i'm doing a three burger all at the same time here
1: okay well uh as for beasley i think that in all the drafts i've been doing recently he's just kind of sitting there i mean this is a guy who last year averaged almost 20 points per game three and a half three-pointers uh, was a real focal point for Minnesota. I know that, you know, he, I guess, arguably could be the fourth option heading into the season behind D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns in some order. But again, I mean, this is a guy, it's just a, a lot of points and threes late in your draft. Look, another look at the depth chart situation. I mean, it's like Jalen Noel there with him, you know, competing at the two. I think Beasley is going to get plenty of opportunities and just, you know, I mean, it's not that exciting but he's just a guy i know I, I i will say in the early drafts i've been doing you get after 100 and it i i have i'm still figuring out what i want to do dan you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. but Beasley is a name i know he was good last year other than the suspension and the injury and yeah a lot of points and threes i think for him do you want me to go into the next guys real sure, quick sure yeah keep rumbling i love it akoro Got a chance to play a ton as a rookie. He had his moments. I'm not I'm not sure what to make of this one, though I'll also say it's it, the path to this happening is he played a lot as a rookie. He's a young guy. He's got some potential to be kind of a nice steals specialist. And if the points improve a bit, he's a he's a pretty interesting late round guy who should play a ton for Cleveland this year. O'Kiki if it wasn't for Jonathan Isaac's impending return, I think we would be going a lot earlier. Um, but I mean, Isaac is a big question mark in terms of health. Okiki is a guy they took pretty early in the draft a couple of years ago uh, when he was injured and they seem to like him. As you said, he's a guy who has a path to being like a Steels guy, I guess late in the draft. You know, I also don't mind taking a swing at someone who if all breaks, right, he can help me in a hard category like steals. So for Okoro and Okiki, I would say that's true oh, so I also might just drop these guys if we we're playing out this league. And there, there's <laughs> yeah, lots of, there's, there's many a, there's many other guys I like after one hundred, maybe even have become even more intrigued by since we did this draft. Ooh, well that it's like you
0: it's like you knew I needed a segue into the into the next topic on this. By the way, again talking to Matt Straub at NBC Sports Edge didn't screw it up twice on the same oh, podcast. I know. I know. It's well done. I know. This day's really turning into a winner right before your very eyes. <laughs> so who would you then target if not these guys? Who are kind of the the
1: Straup late targets? I'm gonna give you some names that I really like. I gotta find where this one guy went. Where was that? Oh, crikey. Ooh. Okay. Okay. In no particular order or potentially in order. <laughs> Sadiq Bay, 106, I really like. Um very promising f- closing stretch for him for the Pistons. I think averaged 16, around 16 points per game, better than three, three pointers a game the last 20 plus games. Um, I like, uh, wait, where's this dude? I just had, oh, well, TJ McConnell at 112. I love as you took him. Well done. I did as like yeah. a steals assist specialist. Um, I think, led all point guards in the NBA and steals last year, Dan. I believe you're fact, correct. And I think he played... That.
0: Didn't he play in like 95% of their games too? Something really high. Yeah. So yeah, that's actually maybe better for head-to-head than Roto, but pretty good either yeah. way.
1: Uh, MoBamba, 125. Oh, I'm so on board love. with that one. I love MoBamba. I will not be waiting till 125 based on what I've seen recently in some drafts. I think... I will take ahead of Jalen Suggs I'm at 104 and Bomba's still there. I'm taking him instead of Jalen Suggs. So that's one. Yeah, and uh, I just talked switch. to
0: uh, to Hanshu before, right before talking to you. Actually, I did these pod hits back to back, and he's the guy
1: who got Bamba. And we were sort of, uh, I
0: gave him, I gave him his his pat on the back, and I'll let him know you did too.
1: <laughs> well, we gave him Mo Bamba, and we should be ashamed of ourselves. We that did. Was embarrassing. Daniel Gafford. There's a recent word that he projects as the starting center for the Wizards. I absolutely love this guy. If you watched him play at all down the stretch last year, he is an absolute dynamo a guy who can get like 12 and eight in about 12 minutes with two blocks. And then Scott Brooks would pull him out of the game inexplicably. but <laughs> the point is Daniel Gafford is a monster in waiting. His per 36 minute numbers are off the charts. I think per 36 minutes with the wizards, he averaged some like 20 points, 11 rebounds, three and a half blocks, just potential monster. If he can get like 25 minutes a game. So I love him. I don't even think he got taken in this one. Dan did he? He must have. He must have gone somewhere. Let me let me do oh, a he search. Did. Oh oh oh! He most certainly did. I was looking too far down. Yeah, yeah. there he is. He went, uh
0: right around went Suggs actually, right before you there. I think.
1: Oh boy, that hurts. Yeah, that hurts. That's Almost bad. fell That's to poor. you. Bad job. Oh yeah, here he was gone. Okay, good. I feel better. Yeah. And then there's one more Dan that I want to mention. Oh, I've become intrigued by. You don't know who this guy is. <laughs> it's I, I a rookie. It. I know I it's this. coming. I've been become intrigued by a young man who goes by the name of Josh Giddy. He is a, I believe, 18 year old rookie point guard, drafted sixth overall by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He is a large point guard. I think he's about six foot nine, played in the same league in Australia where we saw uh, Australia, where we saw LaMelo Ball uh, cut his teeth before he came to the NBA. And I don't know. I think Giddy. Probably is going to be a disaster in percentages, but potentially a really sneaky source of assists and steals, et cetera, late in your draft. Mm,
0: I love it. That's uh, that was, that was delicious, man. That was five of those. I don't, I didn't expect that many.
1: I mean, I could probably keep going, but I'm talking (laughs) myself out.
0: Well, this is excellent stuff. Uh, I will now put a bow on this delightful appearance. Um, Thank you so much. Once again, The marvelous Matt Straub. And for the third time, Dan will do it without screwing it
1: up at NBC Sports Edge. Man, you promised me you're going to mess that up and you didn't do it once. I
0: didn't mess it up. Not one time yet. Uh, (laughs) Awesome stuff, man. Can I bug you again in the next couple of weeks? Absolutely. Yeah, you, you know where to find me. The fantastic Matt Straub. Thank you once again, my man. We will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. I got to say, you know, there's enough sort of like back scratching that goes on in the moment. But even post interview, I went back and I listened back to parts of these before I edit them in just to make sure I say things as I'm editing them to make sure uh, like the pieces around it all fit together. Dude, Straub is good at this. He is good at this. Listen Go back if you need to and listen to what that man was saying throughout the podcast. Not only, I mean, he's fun, he's funny, which is great. Someone who's like a professional broadcaster makes my life easier. But just from a fantasy analysis standpoint, there are not many sharper minds in the industry than that dude. I don't throw that around lightly. A lot of fun talking to Matt. Big thank you again. NBC Sports Edge, see, got the name right, a fourth time on the same show. Wanted to uh, very quickly make mention of some stuff going on in the NBA landscape. The uh, no updates on the Karis Lavert front. I know we were going to talk a little bit about that on yesterday's show, and we kind of went with the, all right, we'll just play it by ear a little bit. Also, there was some slight additional info on Bradley Beal, who has sort of come out to say he's not necessarily... Definitely not going to get vaccinated, which I think is another reason why we were sort of slow playing our hand on that one as well to say, I don't know that you have to move him down in your rankings all that much. Someone was commenting on Twitter, and this is actually fairly apt, that he's basically stuck around in Washington for the money at this point, which, by the way, is 100 percent fine make your money. These guys have like a dozen years to make the money they're going to have for their entire lives. And admittedly, for some of them, the superstars, that is a ton. But if you want to make money and you don't like need to win a championship immediately, freaking do it. That's fine. So to think that, you know, there's a chance he might end up having to miss games and whatever arena, uh, or if anything ever happens at their home arena, I don't think I Like, ultimately, I think he probably finds a way. And then there's also the chance that he just doesn't get sick this year. So, uh, dissimilar from the Wiggins and Kyrie stuff, because right now they're staring down the barrel of a half season where a guy like Bradley Beal is not. I don't know how I managed to kind of uh, bury the lead today, but uh, in addition... To the Brewski 150 coming out today, which it did, and I had to tell you that at the beginning. Sorry, I know you guys hate beginning of show promos, but that was kind of important. Here's an end of show promo. Projections are out today, and those are available for basically all hoop ball subscribers, with the very rare exception of like someone who only has the DFS plan or there's a bundle. That only has DFS and betting, but anything in our catalog at Hoopball that contains the full season fantasy subscription just got the annual projections today. So those are over. Uh, if you click, if you go to hoopdashball.com, click on the premium tab at the top and choose launch premium. That's very important. Don't click on the thing. Don't click on the subscription yet. You want to click on launch first. That'll bring up the choice of different landing pages. Uh, and then projections are are right in there. I think it might even be on the homepage for now as well. So that's really cool. And you could adapt that to your specific league type in a way that is sort of reminiscent of our discussion on Yahoo rankings. They have the projections at Yahoo, and then they just put them in an order, but that doesn't make any sense. It's why the Brewski 150 is as strong as it is, is because Aaron breaks it down into an 8-cat and a 9-cat board. Yahoo doesn't do that. I don't know Why? I don't know why they don't adjust for whatever categories you're working with, but this is where you can go. If you're in a points league, for instance, you can adjust. You can just set it up in Excel spreadsheet at home, plug in a player with how many points each thing is worth, and it'll pop out a number for you. It's pretty easy. You can build one on your own in probably 10 minutes in Excel. So the hoop ball projections, they're out there for the Fantasy Pass folks um, Hoop Ball 360 folks, the all fantasy bundle, the old school bundle, Hoop Ball 3. Yeah, I mean, so it's like it's in a lot of different spots where the B150 right now, that's for Hoop Ball 360 members only today. In five days, old school bundle buyers will get B150 access. And 10 days from today, it goes into the fantasy pass. 15 days from today, the uh, draft guide a la carte buyers. They get it just five days before the season starts. It's why we've tried so hard to sort of massage all of you guys into the fantasy pass for full season stuff. That's really the catch-all, and it's just 6 bucks a month. And that's what's going down. Big thank you once again to our buddy Matt Stroup for hopping on. Um, tomorrow, we are... Crap, I don't, honestly, I don't even know what order everything's going to be happening on the show right now. Uh, we're going to be talking to Matt Lawson at some point. That might be tomorrow's show. That might also be Friday's show. We're uh, going to be talking to Brewski tomorrow. We're going to be talking to Matt Smith at some point tomorrow. Brandon Marcus, I think we'll be talking to on Friday, who wasn't Brewing either. Those guys weren't in the mock draft, but they got really important things to talk about. Uh, Adam Stock, Mike Catron over the weekend, Jonas Nader, Alex Rickling, Josh Lloyd, Dr. A, Mike Barner, Greg Ehrenberg, All of these guys are coming up on the podcast in the next two weeks or so, and it's why I've talked about how I think I'm probably going to add a sixth show a week here in the short term, because there's just too many things to do between now and when the season starts, and the choices are you know, make a show like today and do another 24 picks from the mock draft and just make it like an hour and 15-minute pod, which I don't want to do. I like to keep this show in the 45- to 55-minute range during the season and probably about you know, 35 to 50 minute range during the off season. I don't want to go super long. You guys want to try to squeeze this thing in, get your fantasy info and not have to use up the entire afternoon. To me, it makes more sense to just do another one on a weekend. Because you guys are probably going to be sitting somewhere on a Saturday or a Sunday thinking, man, I want to be thinking about fantasy right now. And I'm going to hopefully give you that opportunity. So stay tuned. Special month, uh, because that'll be October. That'll be October starting on Friday. It's October. So... Special for October 2021. We'll add an extra show to the mix. I ah, love it. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Please do rate and review the pod and subscribe. That's the most important thing you can do. We want you guys downloading old episodes and listening to everything we've got going on because, damn it, there's good stuff in them. Go back and listen to yesterday's show with Zach Hanshu. That was a lot of fun also. The good stuff keeps coming. I'm Dan Baspers For Fantasy NBA Today, have a lovely Wednesday. We'll talk at you tomorrow. So long, everybody.